Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warriors. <laughs> Today is indeed one of my favorite episodes of the year. In fact, you know that friend that puts up Halloween decorations too early or Christmas decorations as soon as Thanksgiving is over or heck, as soon as Halloween is over? They're the person you'll likely likely hear walking down the sidewalk the day after Halloween singing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, in my opinion, my friends, if you're in the solar industry, it is indeed one of the most exciting times of the year as we get ready to head in to Las Vegas. Everybody but loves Vegas, right? For the annual show, in the United States at least, to top all shows, RE+. RE Plus is the 30,000 plus gathering of the renewable energy family, our tribe, the time in the year where we all come together, learn, play, and grow. Yes, RE Plus is right around the corner. I can hardly believe it. Only two weeks away, I'll be seeing your smiling face. You'll be coming up to me saying hello, maybe for the first time. You've just heard, no doubt, a message that will show you exactly where I'll be at the Power Up Live podcast stage, so please do come say hello. But if you've never been before, or if you've been, but you've always just felt a little overwhelmed, don't worry, I got your back, Solar Warrior. This episode is designed to help you know where to go and what to know before you go. Every year, I round up three or four or five of my friends who are industry veterans and have a decade or so of attendance. And sometimes I'll bring in some newbies to give perspective. Well, this week, we've got all of the above. As usual, our friend, Senior Director of Marketing, Danielle Danko from RE Plus is here to tell us all the new things that are going to bedazzle you this year in Las Vegas. And spoiler alert, the block party sounds like it's going to be pretty cool this year. I have, along with Danielle, Trish Murado from SMA, Daniel Deuce from Acme, Lisa Ann Pinkerton from Technica Communications, John Rohde, the CEO of Res Americas, and none other than Tor Solar, Fred Valenza, rounding things out, the CEO of Unthink Solar and the host of the Probably True Solar Stories, to regale us with their version of what you should know. Before you go to the big show in Las Vegas, stick around. This one is a keeper. If you love this kind of content, then I hope that you are subscribed to Suncast because we're going to keep bringing it to you twice a week and like we have for the last 620 plus episodes. Of course, right there in your podcast player, you can access all of that back catalog, but you can also get more detail and learn more about Suncast at mysuncast.com. For now, get ready to tune up your skills and your trade show walk-in legs as we dig into this year's Know Before You Go episode 
for RE Plus 2023. Kicking things off this year, as in previous years, an institution now in the Know Before You Go episode, my good friend, co-collaborator and conspirator over at RE Plus, the Senior Director of Marketing, Ms. Danielle Danko. Welcome back for this year's Know Before You Go episode. Thank you, Nico. It's always a pleasure to join you on these. It certainly is. There's always so much happening because RE Plus is not satisfied with status quo. RE Plus is always growing. <laughs> and uh, and nobody knows that more than than you guys on the marketing team who have to tell the world about it. So let's get at it. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the new things. We'll start with, uh, well, to kind of put a container around it. With uh, Within this segment with you, Danielle, I'd like to give folks a sense of what to expect uh, on the show floor, kind of how everything is organized. That's probably where we should start. And then we'll get into some of the new areas that they can uh, that they can experience and it's expect from the show this year. But generally speaking, we're at a sure. new venue in Vegas. Been in Vegas a lot, but never to the Venetian. Uh, can you talk about the organization of the Venetian for people who, for some reason, have still not gone and checked out the show Expo Hall floor and uh, are unaware? <laughs> Well, Nico, I was going to say, actually, we've got two venues this year. So we're the Venetian and Caesars Forum, which mm. makes three expo halls, two levels at the Venetian and then one at Caesars Forum. So, yeah, um, yeah so there's, there's a lot to see. There's a lot of exhibitors to cover. Um, but kind of like in years past, uh, the, the hall is broken up by technology. So we have solar, um, solar technologies in one area. We have energy storage. We have an area for hydrogen um, and grid edge slash microgrid. I forget what else I'm missing, um, but it's, it's broken up. So that way it's a little bit easier for you to kind of like navigate around. So that way you're not going like from the nations of Caesars, nations of Caesars, although you might actually be doing that. Might actually um, be doing that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're probably actually going to be doing that anyway, since there's just stuff everywhere. Yeah. One thing I, uh, I sort of always forget is that we do have people who are watching over on YouTube, and we have the capacity to share uh, to share screen. So I'm going to pull up the exhibitor floor plan, oh, so that do. people can actually see the exhibit floor. Yeah, um, and of course, uh, it's going to pull up on focused on level one because I want everyone to know about booth 2001 or 21020 power up live stage. Um, so I'm back out again. Um, you mentioned there are two floors, so why don't I go ahead and kill this filter? And it'll show the Venetian and exactly how this is organized. So we've got Sands Expo Hall level two and level one, and then the Caesars Forum over uh, just on the backside. Uh, one thing that I'd like to pull up, and maybe you would think this is uh, contentious, Danielle, but it's nevertheless something that we need to talk about. Sure. Uh, there seems to be a misconception that all the cool kids are on level two. No. Oh my gosh. There's no level one and level two and Caesars are broken up as evenly as we possibly can. Yeah. So no, there's a yeah. lot of interesting stuff going on everywhere. I mean, it's, it's packed. There certainly is. And, um, despite, you know, uh, the appearance that the big names that you might recognize are on level two, I've had people say, why are you guys on level one with the, with the power up live stage? And my answer is, well, it's more, uh, easily accessible from the ground floor. So it's actually more mm -hmm. fair 
to everyone who is coming in from the ground floor. But I want to show and highlight the the sections as you describe them. Energy Storage International here on yep. level two. Um, we've got hardware solutions here. A lot of the big name vendors that you might recognize, like uh, I won't call any of them out, but you can see them popping up on the screen here uh, are always kind of over by the entrance and what my team likes to call the yellow brick road, the main, <laughs> the main aisle. So if you follow the yellow brick road, you can see that all the way back in uh, the package is the grid edge. I definitely think you should go check out the grid edge. It's always uh, fun to, to learn what's happening in uh, smart grid and micro grid. Those guys really kick ass every year putting, uh, putting together um, things on that are, that are entirely self-powered, right? In the microgrid area? They are, yep. I was going to say, and actually this year, they're going to be powered by hydrogen fuel cells, which is different what? than other years. Yeah, so yeah, cool. it's really cool this year. Yeah. yeah. And something you introduced, I think last year, or maybe it might've been 2019, but EV International is here. Um, we've got yep. stages galore. We've mentioned the Power Up Live stage, but you've got Industry Trends Theater, which I'm hovering over now. I yep. really, you know, we've we've got a lot of folks today that are going to say, Pace yourself. Oh, I'm sorry, that was an accident, but an, an inter very interesting accident given that this is Suncast. <laughs> I, that was unplanned, by the way, if anybody's looking, that I accidentally clicked on SunGrow's booth. But hey, SunGrow is our premium sponsor. Thank you, SunGrow, for making Suncast possible uh, and free listeners around the world. Uh, the installer theater, the, the show floors seem to be anchored with theaters. Can you talk a bit about how folks can navigate the show floor in that way? Yeah, I was going to say, so we do have show floor theaters that are, again, anchoring the different mm -hmm. parts of the show floor. So it kind of moves you around the different sections. So you go over to the EV section mm -hmm. and you can visit with some of the exhibitors as well as, as get some education on um, mm -hmm. on EVs as well. And you go up to the first level or level two, excuse me, I'm going to get in trouble for that. Uh -huh. um, and you can kind of do the same thing as well. We have yeah. we have show floor theaters that kind of move you around the show floor. Yeah. I will note that, is this the only food court? I believe, you know what? I cannot confirm that. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know I was that. Just on, I was just yeah. on level two. So let's go back and check it. But for the purpose of this conversation, I just want to say for all you suckers on level two, there doesn't appear to be a food court. So we'll see you down on level one where the cool kids are hanging out. I was going to say, I live in granola bars for like 10 days. There you go. go. So I, there you I'm go. sorry. <laughs> food options are something that I should know a lot better, but I don't. Exactly. So, you know, down on... Um, uh, Sands level one. We've got the innovation stage, which is uh, which is We've very all of our startups, mm -hmm, very near the power plus stage and the hydrogen fuel cells area. Yeah, but the the floor is. I really would encourage folks to do what you'll hear folks say in this no before you go episode, which is take time to go to the RE plus website after you've registered and get your get your act together in terms of where you want to go. And you have a tool for that, right, Danielle? We do, we do. So we have a mobile app and um, through either either through the mobile app or through the Map Your Show portal, you can actually go and you can star exactly what, mm -hmm. ex what exhibitors you want to visit and what education sessions you want to go to. It's super so, yes. easy. I'm not logged in, yeah. but if I were logged in and I clicked on Power Up Live, I could click here and say, add to my show or add to my yep. map. And it would ensure that I had it saved, booth 21020. So that I could stop by there during the show floor and say, hey, to Nico. Uh, but one thing that stands out to me, Danielle, uh, speaking of some of the new items, is that there is a lot of buzz in the renewable sector generally. And last year, you guys introduced um, the whole hydrogen sector. How's that evolved? It's, it's growing a lot for us. You can see that there's a lot more um, on mm -hmm. the show floor from a hydrogen perspective. And we're really excited to partner with Horizon Educational this year, and they're bringing their Grand Prix 
So they invite kids from around the world um, who actually um, model um, fuel cell cars, like small model okay. fuel cell cars, and they're going to race them during the show. Very so cool. This is something that the kids have put like a lot of time and a lot of energy into. So we're really excited to see it. And there's actually an RE Plus car as well. No way. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so I'm looking at uh, the h2grandprix.com. Isn't that cool? And uh, yeah, it's super, super cool. I know Lisa Ann, my co, uh, co-host co for the morning show, is super excited about the Grand Prix. Um, and I think this is going to be really fun. I would totally be taking my kids to check this out if they yeah. were in town with me. Um, so check that out. You see Blue Ridge Power is sponsoring, uh, these like, guys. I'll be live streaming some of it, Nico. So oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'll say if your kids, you know, you can send a live stream to them. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, Danielle, there are so many things that folks could focus on. We talked about hydrogen as a growing area of the show floor and mm-hmm. the Grand Prix. Um, but you guys are totally stepping up in general entertainment as well. I got to be honest. This is my 15th RE plus, And I rarely, if ever, go to like general sessions. And I'm very intrigued. Uh, and I can tell you why. Because I'm a Van Jones fan. Uh, are you? That totally. is, that's it. You know what? That's exactly what I want to hear. You're going to be there because of Van Jones. Yeah. So tell me about RE Plus tonight. And I take no offense that I wasn't invited to host it. (laughs) Maybe next year. There's always next year, you know? Um, No, we're really excited about RE Plus tonight. Um, We wanted to do something that was, like you said, a little bit more entertaining. Um, We wanted some, you know, some some folks on stage who would who would draw and we thought that Cal Penn and Van Jones would be absolutely perfect and it's 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 like a tonight show it's meant to be entertaining and exciting um and then we have Sherry Givens and Abby Hopper who are going to kick us off as usual and they do an incredible job every single year doing that so I think it's going to be something you don't want to miss so please come this year <laughs> please come to the general session <laughs> well, when, are, when when are those sessions for folks that are unfamiliar and so they can add them to their calendar that's great. So it's on Monday from five to six thirty. So if you're coming into town, you know it's a great way to kind of like kickstart your day. And then we have the welcome reception that kind of rolls right after that. So right after that. Well, yeah. speaking of receptions, one of the coolest things that happens every year, and you guys, I think, have taken it up a, a healthy notch this year in fun, at least, is the block party. The block party is what night, and why is it super interesting this year? So it's on Tuesday night from mm-hmm. seven to ten o'clock. Um, and this year we're at something called Area 15, which mm-hmm. is this like massive building, but it's like this huge immersive experience. Um, it reminds me a little bit, Nico, I don't know if you remember the year we were at the Omnia I with do. that, like, uh-huh. yeah, like, like the, the flashing lights and that like massive structure, but yeah. this is going to be even cooler. This is going to mm-hmm. be just like neon lights and all kinds of really, really cool stuff. So, um, we're excited about that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Not the least of which, because. Area 15 is one of those places that has been on my hit list. Um, I don't know how many people uh, are are following um, different sort of venues Mm -hmm. in Vegas, but there's this group called Meow Wolf, and they have an exhibit called Omega Mart that's also at Area 15. Wait, I've heard about this. Yes. mm -hmm. Uh I I may or may not be in the hidden bar at Omega Mart on Sunday night. (laughs) Sunday night, the night before. I may or may not be there. Um. But it's Area 15 is a crazy place, and it's all it's on the list for everybody that I um, that I talk to who either lives there or goes there regularly. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I've got to get to that place." Um, so I was really surprised, and, and um, yeah, I got to say, for the first time in many years, I think that I've finally been compelled and convinced to go to the block party. 
because uh, I usually have a pretty full dance card. So you kudos. Yeah. Uh, you've gotten me now to Monday night and Tuesday night, which was wholly and uh, entirely unanticipated. So um, we're on a roll. Great programming. Great <laughs> yeah. programming. What else? Thank you. I'll say, we'll say, how else can we convince you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you know, one of the other, so you kind of had this conference within a conference. Can you talk about RE Plus Tech? Yeah. So RE Plus Tech is something we've been doing for a couple of years, but we kind of like really revamped it this year. Um, but it's, it's, it's a focus. It's an educational um, component focused on um, any innovations that kind of start in that like pre-commercialization stage mm-hmm. all the way to through adoption. Um, but it kicks off on Sunday night for, uh, there's actually a reception uh, specifically for anybody who signed up for RE Plus Tech. And it goes all day Monday and then Tuesday. Um, and there's access to the show floor as well. So we've, we've stacked it. So if you're doing full conference, you get access to both tech and the full conference and you're not really missing anything. I'm really impressed with the focus over the last two years around helping the industry address the concerns that everyone has when they walk onto the show floor, which is, wow, if you aren't a white man, you might look around and say, one of us is not like the other. Um, <laughs> yes. But d- truly diversity and inclusion are not only a hot topic generally for the last few years, but a very particular focus. How, if folks are um, interested in learning more or engaging in the diversity uh, activities being held during the show, can they do so? Where would they find those activities? That's a great question, Nico. And you're right. Um, not only is it kind of top of mind for everybody, um, it's also something that's really close to our hearts as well. Um, and we want to make sure that everybody feels um, inclusive um, at the event. So we have a number of networking receptions on Wednesday afternoon. So actually, you can find it on the website. Um, if you go under attend, we have a tab that says uh, DEI and affinity groups. And thank you. There it is. So we You're have very a, number, <laughs> a number of groups that we've partnered with. Um, so again, that well, we, you can find your community at RE+. I love it. And I've never seen this before. You've even got the Alliance for Tribal Clean Energy, RISE. Yeah. There's, everyone uh, has representation. And these are organizations that historically have either not been present at all or have been present organizing their own gatherings with no yeah. amplification or no megaphone from RE+. So kudos to the CIA and SEPA team and the RE+, team for bringing attention to it. You know, as I scan the box here for attend, I see Spotlight Country. Tell me more about this. Yeah. So the Spotlight Country is brand new this year. Mm-hmm. Um, our partner is Canada, um, and it's a Canada. focus on, yeah, I know, as I say, our, our northern neighbor in the U.S., um, and it's, it's a focus on, um, mm-hmm. on all the incredible Canadian um, companies mm-hmm. that exhibit at our show, and I believe there are 145 right now. So it's just a way to kind of call attention for them um, so attendees can explore, you know, what's going on in the Canadian market, and there's also some education attached to it as well. So um, we're really excited about that. Nico, I have to tell you, like the biggest thing is that we have, we're, we're two venues at this point and people are going to have to get from point A to point B. Right. And I just want to make sure if you're like me, you're not going to exactly look ex- exactly where that venue is, but you're going to have to take, you're going to have to take a look at that schedule and say, okay, I'm going to the Venetian mm-hmm. and not Caesars. Yeah. And how do folks make that transition between the two venues? Uh, how, I mean, for, for me, I'm completely unsure. Un- how, what's the distance and how far do I have to walk? They're, they're not actually far from each other. I know Vegas can seem really far apart. Um, so we're providing shuttles that'll go between the Venetian and Caesars on a daily basis. Um, it's also about a five-minute walking distance between the Venetian and Caesars inside 
And if you want to get some fresh air, because all of us are stuck in the convention center for hours, there's a quick outside path as well. So they're actually, they're fairly close to each other. One of the things that I often fret about, candidly, is about time for wheels down, I realize, where do I go to register? (laughs) I'm so glad that that happens when you're on an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do I check in? Where do I get my bag? Yeah, where, usually, where do I, I usually do? I've not. That's the thing I don't prepare for generally. Now, yeah, and, now I'm I'm anchoring so that I do this year. But tell, well, help help me solve that problem. <laughs> I will. And Nico, I am exactly like you. I go to a conference and I'm like, oh, have I registered yet? Like, where do I do these things? So <laughs> yeah, hopefully the rest of our audience is a little bit more proactive. Yeah. Um, but you can only you can only register at Caesar's Forum. So it's really important that you do not head to the Venetian first. And yeah. I really encourage everybody to register ahead of time because as you get off the plane, you can actually pick up your badge at the airport. So we're oh, trying fantastic. to make, yeah, everything. Even, even my media pass. Even your media pass. No yeah. way. That's yeah, cool. all passes okay. at the airport. In the airport. So so don't rush out of the airport. Where in the airport? Isn't it a big airport? It is a big airport. I'm not sure. But we, okay. will, we will communicate those details of exactly where you can get, um, we can get your badge. Fantastic. The answer there, by the way, is you should have registered ahead of time because yes. you will have an email called the no before you go email Thank you. in your inbox. We still we still haven't unpacked who of us came up with the no before you go uh, <laughs> ahead of the show first. I like to say that we came up with it together and uh, and we compliment one another. Yeah. But I always look for that email because it does capture so much information. So if you're not subscribed um, already, then you should subscribe to the newsletters, but also once you've registered, you'll get an email and you'll know where the um, badge pickup is, at, both in the airport and in Caesar's form. Do not yes. go to the Venetian to pick up your badge, folks. It won't be there. Um, no. But definitely, oh, and one, I guess one last thing. If I wanted to follow along all of this on my phone. You can. Mm. You can download the mobile app which is actually launching in a couple of days. So yeah, it'll be available and you can go in and anybody else who's already logged into the mobile app, you can start networking with them. So uh, yes. it's also a really great way to keep yourself organized. It so, is. Yeah. Map your show, do it on the show, on the mobile app, network with folks and be sure to pinpoint all the cool places that you are going to both go and where you're going to eat. And uh, you'll be getting lots of other advice about nutrition and rest throughout the remainder of this episode. Um, just know that if you're looking for the best Wi-Fi, uh, it's either at the Power Up Live podcast stage or in the Caesars Forum. Just wanted to put that out there. Those two spots are bringing <laughs> you the best Wi-Fi and, um, and check your email and hang out. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Danielle, always awesome. I look forward to seeing you in person in a couple of weeks as we land in Vegas, pick up our badges at the airport and peruse the Sands Expo Hall 1, 2, and Caesars Forum. Thank you so much to the RE Plus team for all the hard work that you've put in to making this a diverse and educational institution at this point, my 15th year uh, in uh, in attendance. That's incredible. I thought my seven years was a lot, but thank you, Nico, always, again, for hosting and for joining us on site and everything that you do. So we really appreciate it. We'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks and on to our next guest. Sounds great. Trish Murado is the communications manager. And if you have been in touch in some way with the 
mega corporation SMA, well-known brand here in the solar world. You've certainly had a chance to experience her communications prowess. I got to know Trish last year as she was getting into the industry and SMA uh, as they have this year graciously supported the Power Up Live stage at RE+. Trish, it's great to see you again. Great to see you too, Nico. Very exciting time right now as we're ramping up for RE+. It's unbelievable. And I'm looking forward to all the fun in Vegas. You know, serendipity always uh, always, always reigns at RE+. Uh, last year, we had our family reunion just in the literal opposite side of the same building as SMA. So I'm eager to hear some of the things that you guys are planning. But first and foremost, last year was your first year, a newbie to RE Plus in Anaheim. This year we're in Vegas. It's bigger and arguably potentially better, although Vegas. I'm curious to hear about your experience last year as your first show. And then what did you learn from that year that you're going to bring into your planning for this year? Yeah. Well, I was blown away last year just by the size and scope. I think for mm-hmm. many of us that have more recently entered the renewable energy space and that aren't veterans like you. I've been in the industry for about four years. Um, Walking into the hotel lobby or walking into the trade show floor and looking around, you're just overwhelmed with the size and scope. And this year it is slated to be an unprecedented growth. I mean, I think we're talking 45,000 people. So incredible, Um, which is a reflection of the industry's growth and, and the excitement in the air. So I think last year I was underprepared for just how much access you have to all the brands, all the stakeholders, all the people you Mm -hmm. want to talk to, because our industry is kind of unique in that even though it is really um, no longer in its infancy, people are still very approachable. Brands mm-hmm. are approachable. Partnerships are possible. It hasn't the gotten- CEOs of companies are standing there in the booth. Exactly. And that's unique. So um, I think a key learning from last year was to have a plan and to build in flexibility to that plan. If you show up and you haven't booked meetings, if you show up and you just want to wander around, you're really missing out on opportunities to meet with those strategic stakeholders. But you also want to not be so overbooked that if you run into somebody, you can't sit down and grab a coffee real quick and dive in deep. So, Yeah, I tell people every year, there's two things that I think are like my my number, number one and number two, um, RE plus just mental health hacks. Um, beyond drink lots of water, which I'm sure my friend Lisa Ann will say. Um, And the first is just what you said, block out time that is unstructured, unmeetinged. You're going to want to walk the show floor. And the second, which is a cool one that I would encourage you to think about, um, it could be for mentors or friends that you want to catch up with, but schedule walking meetings. A lot of people want to say, oh, let's go and sit and have a coffee. No, screw that. You can have coffee in any town you want, anytime you want. Walk around the trade show floor, engage with other booths while you're talking and walking in meetings. I've actually developed customer relationships exactly using that method. And it is, it's tested and proven folks go use it. (laughs) Yeah. The walk and talk. And the other benefit of the walk and talk is it extends your network because as Mm -hmm. you run into people and you introduce them to whoever you're with, They run into their network and exponentially you expand your access. So that's so true. You know, I'm just thinking back to walking last year 
with the then CMO of Enphase and Carrie Hayes from REC walked by and I literally introduced them for the first time. Um, that's a really, that's an excellent modification to why the walk and talk matters, Trisha. I don't think I had actually put flesh around till you just said that. Okay. So you mentioned being under underprepared and potentially overwhelmed. Last year was 30,000 plus. This year, it's going to be bigger than that, we expect. How do you advise folks to prepare for the show beyond just blocking out time? Like, how are you thinking through it as a team? I mean, SMA takes dozens of people each year. Yeah, I think we're over 60 people this year that are going to be in attendance and counting. I think looking at ways to help yourself with organization ahead of time. So instead of just showing up and looking around in that hour or that day and looking at the schedule, it's figuring out ahead of time um, what tools already exist. So for example, PV Magazine has three walking tours Mm -hmm. that they offer where they curate what they consider, their editors consider the best and the most interesting things. So um, you can sign up ahead of time for these booth tours where they pick five per topic and you get about 10 minutes at each booth. And while you're in the booth, the subject matter experts are there and they're going to give you the most up-to-date current information that even the editors and media are just getting, like the breaking news of the trade show. So helping yourself instead of, you know, being fragmented and having to run around, if you sign up for those tours, it's a really efficient use of your time. Um, I also think looking at whatever infrastructure works for you. So I use the notes app on my phone, but you're going to meet so many people. And if you don't take five minutes after the introduction and write down the notes about this is what we talked about by day three, it's in one ear out the other. You have such saturation that the next week when you sit back down at your computer and you've got a stack of business cards, it becomes um, a little fragmented. So finding out what personally works best for you as far as your time efficiency, the memory, the recall, so you can take those relationships that you met on the show floor and cultivate them into potential business. Trisha, as I mentioned in the lead-in, one of the things that I'm super proud of, obviously, and that uh, grateful for SMA is the Power Up Live podcast stage, uh, SMA returning as a supporting sponsor. Thank you for that. Um, we have Nan Pimentel speaking Wednesday morning at 1030. Do you want to give a, a snippet or an insight, a glimpse into what that's going to be about for folks that might want to add that to their calendar? Oh, absolutely. We can give a little sneak peek about her topic. Right, sure. It will be no surprise to people who walk around the show floor and look around mm-hmm. of the 45,000 people that are there, a good majority of them are men. And Mm -hmm. we have a really great opportunity with this executive interview to showcase a woman who has trailblazed in our industry and is going to sit down without question and share kind of, you know, she's so deep in the home segment and has so many Mm -hmm. learnings through all of her accomplishments. So to share with, you know, the audience, what she's learned as far as how to dominate in an industry that's Mm -hmm. male dominated. So we're pretty excited. Yeah. And she was, uh, we featured her as an executive profile last year at the Power Up Live stage. And it was one of the better uh, interviews that I've done in a long time. And it was well-received. It was a great audience and um, just loved getting, giving a chance. It was her first time on a podcast. So looking forward to having Nan there. Make sure you cue that up. 
do drop by the Power Up Live stage to 1020 on level one. I think that's something that will be a common theme here in the conversation today um, of folks talking through kind of how to prepare for the show is that there are multiple levels and multiple places to go. But not all not all that is exciting happens on the trade show floor. What is the after hours event that you're most excited about, Trish? Ooh, in Vegas, that's a tough call because there are so many things so going um, I'm actually pretty excited for the Area 15 block party sensory experience. I've never been to anything like that. And I think yeah. kind of interesting that RE Plus is introducing something kind of off the beaten path in that way. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm also very excited for something else that I don't know if we're allowed to talk about with Solar Fight Club. Am I breaking the first rule of Solar Fight Club talking about <laughs> it's it? It's the first rule. It's the first rule, Trish. Actually, I'm going to have Daniel on uh, to talk about Fight Club, but uh, I appreciate that you bring it up uh, as a as a um, as a, a coordinator and sponsor. Fight Club for us is something that we're really proud of. It's I think in the ninth or tenth year. We'll hear in a moment with Daniel, um, but it is the you know the uh, un unincorporated party, so to speak. We have corporate sponsors, but it's not the Shoals party or the SMA party, right. right? It's it's the party. It's the everybody's party, right? Everybody goes on Tuesday night and. Uh, that's all we can say about that. But Daniel, I'm sure we'll get more insight to it's it. I look forward to seeing you there. But honestly, sure. I, I do think it's worth having mm-hmm. your listeners know it really is the who's who of the industry. It's been around forever and yeah. it it um, benefits a great cause. So what's better than sure rubbing shoulders with the best people and making some money for charity? Absolutely. And it, I know, I mean, it's the only party I can, I've, I've got to most of the parties that I'm able to. It's the only one where I know I'm, guaranteed to see, you know, Abby Hopper alongside you know, like Dan Sugar. And it's, it's amazing. Jigger Shaw will likely be walking the floor in his, in his, uh, in his trademark, uh, black vest. Uh, so as we you're, wrap you're up You're wearing here, cherry Trish, cloth jumpsuit, right? That's what you're saying. Right. <laughs> yes, we are actually, that's actually, we can't talk about the, the organizer, uh, the organizer retro track suit be on the lookout. It will not be hard to spot the six of us who are the organizers of Fight Club, that is that is for certain. Well, Trish, um, there's always kind of a common hot button or hot topic. Uh, last year it was IRA. What do you predict will be the most common conversation or talking point this year? Honestly, I think the most common conversation will still be the IRA and its evolution. What we've learned over the last year, what we speculate, um, what we're looking down the pike at from the initial guidance that's come out as it forms up and goes into rulemaking here in the next mm-hmm. few months. And I think there's going to be a lot of speculation and a lot of anticipation as we wait for the Department of Energy and Treasury and IRS to formalize things. So I think we'll see a lot of that. I think people are going to be talking about storage. I think people are going to be talking about EV charging and really how we integrate a lot of different components into smart homes. Well, we'll certainly be uh, talking about it in our post-show wrap up and seeing how close to that prediction do we get. Trish Morado is the communications manager for SMA here in North America. Any parting advice, Trish? Pace yourself. People can Don't ever commit. <laughs> yeah, really. Stay hydrated, especially if you go to the Solar Fight Club on Tuesday night. You still got a whole other, a whole other two and a half or day and a half left. <laughs> exactly. Just pace your commitments, pace your alcohol intake, pace your meetings because, you know, you're going to be on your feet for three or four days straight. So Mm-hmm. Trish, great to see you. Thanks for contributing. Thank you so much, Nico. There are some folks in the industry who almost need no introduction 
Next up is my friend Daniel Deuce. And for in certain circles, for sure, Daniel needs no introduction. If you have ever been to the now infamous Solar Fight Club, then he's the guy at the door, uh, the the silver uh, the silver fox at the door, greeting and uh, and and letting folks uh, know that they are entering into sacred space. Daniel's also a longtime industry veteran, has worked for industry uh, names that many of you'd recognize. Most recently, Ison, but all the way back to Martyrfer when he and I first uh, sort, of, sort of cutting our teeth in the industry. Daniel's the founder of Clean Tech Industry Resources and the CEO of Acme Group, and it is I'm, I'm stoked, man. I've never actually had you on Suncast. Welcome. It's true. It's true. Our You're the hardest guy. Passed. The hardest guy to nail down. We're we're both a little busy. It happens, but I appreciate <laughs> yep. you hunting me down. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. Fresh off your latest trip overseas, I'm glad that you both look and sound rested. We're going into a period of the year and certainly an event that uh, can often leave folks feeling unrested, overwhelmed, and um, and there's a lot of pressure to sort of get it right. You've done this now coming into your 15th year at SPI, I mean, RE+. <laughs> I'd love for you to just talk about the experience of RE+, for folks that maybe have never been before and advice that you as a seasoned veteran have for attendees. Yeah, I call it the business marathon because it is nonstop. From the moment you get on the plane, there's a good chance that a third of your plane is probably renewable energy folks. So you really should be on, have your business cards ready, say hi to everybody. It's just an amazing time of the year because you spend the year getting ground down, right? Listening to media about all of the terrible things humanity is doing, all of the all the mistakes we're making. It can be a little depressing. It can it can really wear on you. Then you go to RE Plus and there are thousands of people who are out there fighting the good fight every day. It's just so energizing. So come full of energy and come on from the moment you get on the plane. You know, the folks that put this show on uh, that you and I have talked about before, it's just an awesome group of of individuals. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar and if we haven't already talked about it, and the, the RE Plus team is a collaboration between the Solar Energy Industry Association and the Smart Electric Power Alliance, which is uh, SEPA and SIA by their names. And it's just a really seasoned group of folks that for now uh, 17 plus years, as long as I've been going, and I think it's maybe 18 or 19 years, I can't remember exactly what year it is, um, in, in, in number of events, they have helped lift up what was a cottage industry and to, uh, you know, to give it visibility. Yeah, amazing team. And at Solar Fight Night, which we'll talk a bit about, uh, we have raised for them in the past because the the mission is is pure and they're Absolutely. good at what they do. So we're two weeks out right now from the show, the time of publishing. And um, how do you pre- prepare? You've been now, you're coming up on 15 years. You mentioned it's a marathon. You get on the plane and there's somebody on that plane that's going to the show. What is the essential prep and kind of two weeks out, what has already been done? Yeah, it's a good question. Definitely dig into the programming and determine what you'd like to attend. And even if you're an industry expert, take a little time out and go and sit in and listen. It'll really help navigate new trends and technologies. And I see a lot of folks just going in back-to-back meetings, which is which is fine, but you can get a lot of return for taking a little bit of time out of your schedule, going to listen to some of these, some of the speakers and what they're working on and hearing about where trends are headed. It's really, really huge. You know, of course, getting schedules teed up 
Make sure you've booked some restaurants for meals because they can book up, especially close to the conference center. Mm-hmm. I'll usually months ahead of time put placeholders out there, just use open table, mm-hmm. grab some seats so that you can have some of your meetings while you're eating so that you don't forget to eat for 12 hours, which happens. Yeah. Uh, and really make sure you have a thousand business cards printed or more, uh, depending on your strategy there. You don't want to end up running out. That's that's a bad place to be. In my case, I book a task rabbit who can run the entire floor and hand out cards and collect every card on the floor just so I don't miss anything and can really build out the contacts database over years. And so I get that person scheduled for some on-site support if you don't have a team member who can do it. Really mm-hmm. helpful, helpful strategy. I think that, so I want to point out two things that I learned from you in this call that I think are genius. And I do want to point that I I feel like I learn from you often. You do in some ways seem like a machine that what you're able to accomplish, I've said this to you before, how efficient you are and how effective you are in getting shit done is 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 truly amazing. And it's one of the reasons why you've been so successful in your career. But you were one of the early people, we've talked about this a lot, that along with me read the 4-Hour Workweek and started putting it into pl- into into yeah, practice. And I know that you've used, I think, Mon- uh, Get Get Monday or Get, get Friday. Friday. yeah. The whole, like, since since the 4-Hour Workweek came out. Sure. Um, what you just shared is one of those yeah. life hacks. Um, similar to, like, I've heard people, um, they'll, you'll, you'll complain about it. And it's like stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. They'll complain about things like, oh, it's 200 bucks to buy a pass to get my team on. Everybody asks for like free passes to get people into the show. In the, me- uh, in the meantime, Daniel is paying for an extra pass for someone that he books off of TaskRabbit to literally do a one function job. It is to carry his cards to every person at a booth and get their cards. What a, I mean, like yeah. that is one of the best life hacks in business, like sort of building your database hacks I've ever heard, man. That is genius. And I appreciate you sharing it. The yeah, other absolutely. that I had not thought about and Vegas is an excellent opportunity. Like, uh, you know, Anaheim is, is candidly like really hard to find a good place for lunch. Cause it's yeah. walk. It's like driving distance to everything practically, but Vegas, you can walk for a mile underground. So there's no excuse for not taking a moment and just looking around the Venetian or nearby hotels and picking, as you said, a couple of places, uh, you know, a place, it's really literally a couple of places, a place on Tuesday, a place on Wednesday for lunch so that you can bake in the opportunity for lunch and invite someone and know that you have it built in. I tell exactly. people that hydration and nutrition are the thing that everybody skips because they yeah. don't build it into the program. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, right now you should be looking on open table for Anaheim 2024, right? Like they do, yeah. they book up fast and you just want to set it and forget it. I concur, Daniel. I see people just booked blind. They may as well be in a conference in uh, Idaho as opposed to Vegas because they're never going to see the outdoors of their booth, let alone uh, of Vegas. And there's a place that people pay to come from all around the world, but also like you want to see the rest of the trade show. So really do take the advice of not just Daniel, but multiple people in this Know Before You Go episode. Block your time well. And I gave the tip earlier. Find someone uh, in your life as I do with Daniel and, and several others and do walking meetings with them. It's so effective to get that, to get sort of a double dose. Now the trade show floor is not where all the action happens throughout the week. Uh, if you aren't booking dinners, you can often go to, to parties and happy hours and more than have your fill because people are happy to give you food to come hang out with them. So make sure that you're responding or you're reaching out to vendors and asking what kind of activities 
they're having in the evenings. But there's one event that I never, ever miss. Uh, Daniel, what's your favorite after-hours activity in RE+. Can there be any question, right? <laughs> there is not. <laughs> We've been putting on Solar Fight Night now for 15, this will be our 15th year. Wow. And not, you know, not to brag, but it's the best event at the conference, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You, you often describe it as the Met Gala for, for the industry, right? And I've, and I shared in another conversation that it's the only non-corporate event, right? It's not the, the Shoals party. It's not the SMA party. It's not a branded party per se. This is for us by us. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. But it's on mission. So you talked a little bit earlier about, about the fact that, you know, we, not only is it in this 15th year, but that we have, um, as an industry raised a lot of money for good causes. Can you talk about the underlying premise for solar fight club and how through the years, uh, it's grown and kind of what this year looks like. Yeah, of course. The first one was a dozen folks in a room early in the early days of the industry talking about how to get any deal done, right? I think at, at the time I had signed up a hundred KW project and folks were like, Oh my God, like, how did you get a hundred KW project and, and how are you going to yeah. build it? And, um, and we're really trying to make connections to help get projects done. Uh, Because it was very hard to execute those first projects. You couldn't hire project managers who had never done it before because it had never been done before. It was a a particular type of struggle. And so we talked about what trends were coming, where we felt things would be in the future. Mm -hmm. And and we also just had a good time and we celebrated the industry. It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and forget that we're all trying to work to literally save the world from certain destruction and not celebrate that fact. And the fact now that we're winning so solidly, we're dominating Mm -hmm. the energy space and the energy landscape. And so Fight Night is a celebration of the industry and the people on the ground who make it happen completely non-denominational. We have (laughs) vicious competitors who are co-sponsors every year uh, in the space because they believe in our mission. And the mission is to get folks together to help get deals done, to make introductions, to celebrate what we're doing, to have a wonderful time doing it, and to remember really why why we wake up every day, why we stay late yeah. working on these problems, and also still talk about you know what's new and exciting. And it's funded by some amazing companies. Who are some of the companies that have partnered with us this year? Yeah, it's really it's really a who's who of folks in the industry historically going back from the beginning. We've been fortunate in getting sponsors that are all all absolute leaders in the space, whether yeah. uh, this year we've got APA Racking, we've got mm-hmm. Quanta Blattner signed up, we've got um, uh, we've got Next Tracker, a whole slew, uh, really a who's who of, of industry yeah. leaders and you know, so much so much appreciation for them stepping up and and helping sponsor these events that help raise Absolutely awareness and cash for a different 501c3 solar nonprofit every year. year. Uh, Mm -hmm. This year we're raising for Tribal Solar Accelerator Fund. Uh, These are folks that are helping advance projects on tribal lands that are helping with job training in the industry among tribal communities. Really just outstanding work. They've been the recipient of federal funding and very well deserved. And it's a part of Grid Alternatives who we've raised separately for in the past. 
Uh, we've raised for IREC, Solar Foundation, uh, and others. And this year we'll break a million dollars raised uh, for for these events and, and for these causes. And uh, this year, in fact, we will raise about as much as we have in the entire combined 14 prior years. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's 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 exciting. It, like I said, it, it it helps rejuvenate my soul and 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 mm-hmm. get me excited again for the next year. Uh, getting to spend time with my with my favorite in- industry folks. And one of the things I love is that we from day one, we've had a mix of original founders and CEOs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also invite folks that we know are doing new or innovative things, uh, regardless of where they are in an org chart. And folks who we know are getting deals done, right, progressing projects, portfolios, yeah. and really, really grinding things out. And we put them in a ro- in a room, so you'll be you'll be dancing right next to uh, you know CEO of a multi billion dollar firm, and you know you may be an analyst or an associate, but you're there at fight night. So um, we're all we're all on the same same playing field there. I think it's worth uh, mentioning how how do folks get to fight night? Because you know Trish uh, a couple of minutes ago said, oh, "Are we supposed to talk about it?" And th- there was a truth yeah. to that uh, a few years ago where we really didn't talk about it. It was truly invite only and it still is. But how if somebody's listening now and they've never been, could they get an invite? This actually is the first time right now is the first time that we've ever publicly talked about Fight Night. First time in, yeah. in a decade and a half. It was very much an underground event and we kept it quite small for really a decade and and tight and uh and but as the mission, the fundraising objective grew, and the industry grew, we realized that we had to expand our our focus and our mission. And so, always great to touch base with our sponsors. They have uh, they each get a set of invites, dedicated invites, and VIP lists. Um, we are offering VIP tables for sponsors or folks this year that want to lock up ten tables or and, and ten tickets. Sorry, and so. You know, there are a variety of ways ways to ensure that you've got tickets. I do want to say for everyone this year, do not forward your tickets or your barcodes to anybody because we are doing one barcode, one human being. Uh, yep, because you will lose your entry. <laughs> yeah, you really it's and we will check IDs and compare them to tickets this year because um, we have a very strict capacity limit of one thousand five hundred mm-hmm. folks and we we will a hundred percent meet that. Um, we are hosting the event this year at Excess. It's regularly ranked the top grossing club in America, uh, but they have a very strict door policy and uh, mm-hmm. and, and very expensive uh, add-ons if we don't meet their criteria. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but absolutely gorgeous venue. Can't wait can't wait to have it all to ourselves as a, as an industry. It's going to be amazing. One of the coolest things I'm excited about, about excess this year is that there are tables. And so we were able to reserve tables. You guys should come by. There's going to be a suncast table. There's a, there's a solar fight club table. There's a, uh, Sia has their own table. It's really cool. Like it's a proper Vegas nightclub that, I mean, this is going to be, this is better than any year in the past in terms of scale and scope. And next year is going to blow this one out of the water and we won't give too much away there. And, um, but I do want to give a, a nod to your co-conspirators, Zeb Wallace, Todd Friedman, Colin Mitchell, and Stephen Pollack, the original, the, the original five of you. Uh, I was sort of adopted in 2020 when Daniel said, hey, we're doing this really crazy virtual world for Solar Foundation. And we, we like joined this thing 
uh, the Fight Club uh, that year through uh, through VR. <laughs> And, um, and so we've been a sponsor every year since then and, and sort of helping folks, um, find out about it. And this is, you know, I'm grateful to you for finally answering the call to let people know more about the mission, uh, over the coming year, the mission of solar flight club fight club will continue to evolve. And we, in case we encourage everyone not only to find a way to get there. Um, and you can certainly reach out to me if you want, if you want a direct invitation and you're not clear how to do that. But follow along. This is evolving, and it's getting bigger every year. And we're doing we're going to be doing some really important things with uh, with Solar Fight Night and Solar Fight Club as a result. Daniel, I uh, I really value your time, and I appreciate your contribution. Any parting thoughts or, or words of wisdom as uh, as we say goodbye? No, can't wait to see everyone there. Super excited as always to get that re-energized feeling of spending time with the industry. There's nothing like it. So see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas, brother. Have you been curious about utility-scale storage? SunGrow's revolutionary liquid-cooled solution is revolutionizing the storage landscape. Its built-in DC-to-DC coupling combined with other features like higher energy density and 3% slower battery degradation make it a robust solution that companies nationwide are choosing. You can learn more about this innovative solution by SunGrow by visiting mysuncast.com forward slash SunGrow. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I wanted to just let you know how much of an impact you have on SunCast. Yeah, you. Thank you for clicking play. Without you, this show is just me shouting into the void. But there's still people who don't even know about SunCast. I know. I can hardly believe it myself. But that's where you can help me yet again. There's a simple way that you can show some love and help others discover the show. If you cruise over to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast, I'd love it if you would leave a five-star rating and enthusiastic review. That's possibly the single kindest thing that you could do for me today. So if the show has helped, inspired, or even entertained you at all, I'd love it. If you would head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast and give me a virtual two thumbs up. All right, back to today's episode. Lisa Ann Pinkerton is the CEO and founder of Technica Communications, founder of the Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability Organization, and most recently, host of the Earthlings podcast, part of our Resource Labs network. If you haven't listened in on season three, you definitely should check it out. Lisa Ann, you've also been to RE Plus for a decade plus. Can you tell us when was your first RE Plus? Do you remember it, Fonda? Oh, yes, I remember it was in Dallas. And that was the huh. year that Enphase did their uh, their installer competition in their booth. Oh, yeah. So it was the, the last year they had a huge booth. And um, that was a lot of fun. It was also the year that uh, Solar World dropped a trade case, uh, trade petition on the oh, day before right. the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So many wonderful memories of Dallas. <laughs> 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 oh, how the industry has improved and evolved since then. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa, and it's also grown, as I recall, Dallas was somewhere in the ten to 12,000 attendees range or, or, or so. Uh, mm-hmm. Presently expecting somewhere in the forty to 50,000 attendees in Dallas uh, has been outgrown, which is why we keep bouncing between Vegas and Anaheim. 
how do you, a decade plus veteran of uh, this major trade show in our industry, think about preparing for the show? We're two weeks out uh, as we speak, and this is, uh, you know, we're in crunch time. Mm-hmm. We are in crunch time. Uh, how do we prepare? I generally think about, obviously, like who have I been in conversations with and are they going to be at the show? Who else do I think might be at the show and how do I organize myself? That's, you know, that's old hat. That's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. I also like to make sure that I'm preparing uh, for um, working with uh, connecting clients with new opportunities. So thinking mm-hmm. about other folks that they should be connected with, because obviously that's my job at Technica is mm-hmm. to get the media coverage and be that connector. And what yeah. I've noticed at these conferences is like, frankly, especially if you're a service provider, like frankly, nobody wants to talk to you, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've all been sold to horribly badly, especially at, 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 at these exhibits, uh, mm-hmm. at these um, conferences. So it's about where can you provide value without asking anything in return and being that connector between Mm -hmm. different uh, exhibit booths or people that are at the conference. Because like you just you just show you just gave us that number like that's an immense amount of people like really there's no way you're going to meet everybody, nor should you try to, right? At the same time, it's great to meet people you already know and build greater relationships. And this is your opportunity to meet new people and grow your network. And a great way to do that is by connecting. So oftentimes, Mm -hmm. I will be walking through the show floor, meet people at booths. And by the second day, I'm like, hey, you know what, what you guys are doing here is really similar to something Mm -hmm. they're doing over there. But You guys could be good partners. Like, have you thought about that? They're like, oh my gosh, no, I never could. Yeah. Oh, well, let me get, let me give you, let me connect you all. And then immediately right. I'll get on email and do it right away because yeah. that's what, and then those people can get connected and maybe they'll go have coffee or they meet up somewhere. And it's that real time connectivity that can enhance the show for yourself because mm-hmm. that triangulates you as the value provider. And for these people who would have never met or had the time to meet because they're stuck at their booths. I love that advice. You also have some pretty savvy networking advice. We had you uh, join us, I think it might've been 2018 or 19 for our Know Before You Go episode. And you dropped probably one of the best value bombs I can recall around sort of how you handle business cards. Um, Drop some wisdom for us on things that you have gleaned over the years that just help you be more effective and efficient in the networking game, which is ultimately why everyone is going to the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Well, thank you for that compliment. I, um, I, I know all this stuff about networking because I hate it. I hate <laughs> doing it. And, and I have to. And so I once went to the library and bought a, I got a bunch of networking books and sort of tried out stuff and work, figured out what not. worked for me. And then I started teaching workshops because I was like, oh gosh, if I hate networking, other people could use this too. What I have discovered over the years for myself is that if I don't follow up with people that I met that day, I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. And even if I do it that end of that week, by then I'm, I'm forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is follow up with people as soon as that evening and at the very least, at the airport on the way home. Yeah. If I leave it to the next week, it's just not going to happen. And people are back in their world and they're, um, they're just, it's, you get lost in the shuffle because everybody's busy with other stuff and they, you're right. So 
follow up as soon as you can, especially right. if you can connect people in real time at the conference. And I apologize Absolutely. if you're hearing, I apologize if you're hearing my cat in the background. Totally um, fine. He's <laughs> apparently wants to be on this interview. He doesn't um, like the fact that he doesn't get attention. You, <laughs> you also, as I recall, have a card collection methodology that allows you to more effectively reach out to the people you know you want to follow up with. Yes, I divide my cards into two piles, A and B. Everybody gets a follow-up email from me because I want to get in their system. They also right. get a LinkedIn request from me, and I tell them specifically where we met. Mostly that's for myself because with LinkedIn, yeah. you can't figure out where um, where you met somebody unless you write it down. Yeah. And then um, I the B group, so my A, so that's the B group. My A mm -hmm. group are the people that I definitely want to have a meeting with. And I will follow up with them and I will, whatever the conversation was, follow up mm. and suggest a time to meet. Yeah. Try to get that meeting within two weeks. Because yeah. again, if you let it go for four weeks, you're not even going to, like, nobody's going to remember why they were going to meet with you. And they'll just cancel, mm. you know, a and day personalize before. This to, personalize this to your own tastes. I certainly did. Since I got that advice from Lisa Ann, I have a very specific methodology. If you ever see me on the show floor... I'm either wearing a three-piece suit or I'm wearing two of the three pieces down to the vest. Mostly it's down to the vest and I have a left pocket and a right pocket and I keep my business cards in the left pocket. And when I get cards from people that I want to follow up with, they go in the left breast pocket. So if you meet me and I put your business card there, you've learned my, you've learned my hack. So I do this too. I do this like, and I do it in my business uh, suit coat as well. I kind of have this system where my B group goes on the right-hand side and my A group goes on the left-hand side. Just develop a system because if you can think about it ahead of time, then it be then it doesn't become a hindrance to you. Because the worst part is if you've just, like most people do, you throw them all into the same pocket and you've written no notes on them, which is another, carry a pen, carry a little pen in your pocket. Write notes as soon yeah. as you meet people. It's the simplest hack, but it's a great way to add context because if you have a hundred cards and you don't know how or where you met those people, good luck. They, they, they might not, they, they're in the same boat. And now you got to start all over. Yep. Yep. And frankly, mm -hmm. I'd say 80% of people never follow up. They collect a business yeah. card and then they just, but it's, you know, what's the point of going to a conference, spending all this money, all of this time, if you're not going to follow up with the people you meet? So true. Because I think people think that they're only going to follow up with the people that are direct opportunity for them for whatever it is they're mm, looking for. Yeah. And what they fail to think about is the ecosystem and the community networks that these people might have that mm. could connect them to the people that they're looking to target. Um, and so it's about creating your own personal community and making friends with people, give them value and, and connect them with others to support the industry as a whole. And that, mm value will come back to you many fold. So true. And one thing is that people forget is that people enter into an industry as analysts or, you know, procurement managers or comms managers. And those people become CFOs and CMOs and CEOs or founders. And mm -hmm. I can, I can think of very specific examples, half dozen to a dozen clients that we have today they're people I've known for a decade since they were, you know, the proverbial peons in organizations, but they proved themselves uh, worthy and, and or made themselves valuable. And now 
we have a, a working relationship um, because managing the relationship, this is still a small industry, folks. Um, Very. It's still a small industry, still a family. If you, you know, think about the conversation uh, that you've been hearing today, it's, it, you know, 40,000, 50,000 sounds like a lot, but um, uh, intersolar in Munich is 300,000, right? So RE plus is still relatively small in that context. And the industry has a long memory and people like to work with people they know, like, and trust, as uh, my friend Scott Sullivan says. So just bear in mind, when you have an engaging conversation with someone, my advice to, uh, to tag on to Lisa Ann is forget about title or station. Think about, do I find this person interesting? Find conversational uh, elements that allow you to connect with someone and follow up with them because you want to get to know them or help them, not because you need something from them or, or want them to need something from you. And, uh, uh, and that's just life advice, free. It is right here from from two industry veterans. <laughs> well, if you want more life advice from two industry veterans, or if you just are looking for how to organize your day and you've waited until the last minute, well, you're listening to this, so you haven't waited quite to the last minute. Each morning, Tuesday and Wednesday, at least at nine thirty on Tuesday and at nine o'clock on Wednesday, I will be joined by my new co-host at the Power Up Live podcast stage for the Suncast Morning Show with Nico and Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann, are you excited about being a co-host this year? I am. I'm so excited that I've already started planning. <laughs> Good. I needed that. Uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful that uh, the kind folks at RE Plus deem it jumbotron worthy. Last year, one of the fun moments of the show was when uh, friends and fans of the show would come up and say, hey, you were on the jumbotron. I was out in the in the in the atrium, and and I heard your voice over the loudspeaker, and um, and it was altogether unexpected uh, last year. But um, you know, if you see our morning show while you're milling about out in front, the purpose of that show is to help give you additional guidance. You're already one of the smart folks that are listening to the show, so that you can know before you go. But tell your friends to tune in. Uh, it'll be uh, live streamed as well to suncast.live. It'll be on the app. So you can watch the morning show and the roundup, which will be with our friend Josh Porter from Solar Coaster each and every day. Lisa Ann, as we bring it home here, I want to ask um, two more questions. Is there anything in particular in after hours that you look forward to uh, or advice that you give folks about how to manage their time there? Oh, yeah. Well, self-care is really important. Mm -hmm. So... Um, for me, I got I got to monitor my drinking, not because I'm going to be <laughs> drunk, but because my body's still going to have to process all that alcohol, whether or not I drink five um, glasses in two hours or eight hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's about understanding how does your body operate and how can you best support your body to uh, achieve everything that you want after hours. Yeah. Um, I set I set an item on my calendar that says you're turning into a pumpkin now. So mm. around 12 o'clock at night, I will get a text on my phone that reminds me, oh, yeah, I probably should think about going to bed soon. Right. Um, because the thing about Las Vegas is they pump oxygen in through the HVAC systems. Right. So you will never feel tired. Mm. Um, and so it's important to keep that going. Um, there's obviously going to be tons of events. Think about which ones are going to be most advantageous for you and make sure you divide up your team to go to as many events as possible. Obviously, bring your sleeping aids, whatever it's going to take to help you sleep. 
and try to eat as many vegetables as you possibly can. I know it's going to be hard because there's going to be lots of delicious food out there that's mostly like carbs and, and meat. Um, but those things are going to keep you going. B12 vitamins, also very important. Yes, like uh, like Pop those throughout the day. Know where your coffee mm-hmm. stations are on the exhibit floor. Um, and, you know, there is live band karaoke happening on Wednesday that I'm taking a crew to. So hook, hit us up where, on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and we will, uh, we'll get you some, some details on, on where that's going to be. Fantastic message. Message Lisa Ann if you want live band karaoke on Wednesday. And as well, uh, Lisa Ann had a fun idea that we'll probably end up incorporating into the morning show. One of them is where's the best coffee? (laughs) So if you're going to have coffee (laughs) at your booth and you think you have the best coffee, reach out to us, let us know. And we'll give you a shout out so that everybody watching can know where the coffee's located on the show floor and they don't have to drink the uh, the conference <laughs> coffee. Who's got the best espresso machine? I know Baywa usually has a great setup. REC mm-hmm. traditionally has a good setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's got the best coffee? And then the other thing that was Lisa Ann's idea, and I give her credit for it, and we're probably going to do in the roundup is, who's got the best swag? That's I always, right. Graham on my team, will be out scouting to see who's got the best swag if you want to be uh, in if you want to get your your swag in our hands to be uh, given a chance to be voted best swag of the day uh, in the daily roundup, please let us know. Uh, let Lisa Ann or myself or you know, Graham, uh, my team, or Josh Porter. Um, we'll incorporate that into the daily roundup. Lisa Ann, before we round up here with you today, uh, what do you think is going to be the most common conversation or talking point this year? Last year it was the IRA. Is there anything that you th- that you see bubbling up? Well, I think certainly there's um, uh, there's some um, apprehension around funding that may or may not be available mm-hmm. for startups um, as we're going into maybe some some challenging economic times that keep like looming, yeah. but do they ever keep happening? And sometimes I feel like you know um, this industry is. Um, pretty well seasoned in terms of the solar coaster so like you hear that kind of stuff you're like yeah whatever we're we're still here we survived and we're pretty resilient in that respect uh what i'm starting to see is some additional consolidation or collaborations between different organizations Mm -hmm. um as as everybody's uh, all these companies are growing up and and i'm interested to see where where some of those conversations are going and um, what I've been looking through, I've been looking through the exhibit list and there are more and more and more consumer battery solutions coming yeah. online. And that's very interesting to me, right you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to digging into some of that because I see yeah. that as a, a new. I concur. Something that's really I think consumer off. battery solutions is one of the one of the things that um, not only is there's a dearth in the market, but. There's just a lack of knowledge of who's who and why should I know you? So yeah. I think a lot of folks are coming to the show specifically to get clarity on that. Lisa mm-hmm. Ann Pinkerton, I look forward to co-hosting with you the morning show live from RE Plus from the Power Up Live podcast stage Tuesday and Wednesday morning. I would encourage our crew here to tune in at suncast.live or check it out in the pipe in the show app. Lisa Ann, we'll see you in Vegas. Looking forward to it. Vegas, baby. John Rohde is the CEO of the Americas for Res, a large-scale utility solar 
infrastructure development firm based in the United States. Joining us from London because he's traveling. I'm so grateful for your time. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. John, uh, there probably aren't that many who are unfamiliar, but would you give us the, the 30 seconds on res for folks that are, uh, that are perhaps uh, not as familiar as they might be with one of the big manufacturers in the industry? You're one of the big developers building these large-scale projects. Uh, res has actually been in renewables for 40 years. Uh, it's a UK-based firm. Um, I'm responsible for the Americas business in the U.S. and Canada. Um, and uh, Res has been in the Americas for 20 years. We develop um, utility-scale solar, wind, battery storage. We build uh, battery storage, transmission and distribution, uh, wind and solar. And then we're the now largest uh, independent uh, asset management known as service provider globally. Uh, and in and in the United States, uh, we have we're headquartered in Denver with an office in uh, Montreal. You have uh, no doubt a couple of dozen at least attending this show, as as so many others do. When you think as a CEO about organizing a team to attend a major event that gathers the industry, like RE Plus, how what's your plan of attack? How do you? coach your team to structure their time? And maybe just at a macro level, how do you think about going and, and taking best advantage of these big trade shows? Well, I think the scale of RE Plus uh, is a bit overwhelming. And um, if you're not disciplined with your time and you're not planning, um, you uh, uh, can get distracted from what are your objectives. I think uh, everyone that uh, attends RE Plus from Res needs to uh, come up with you know top ten things they want to accomplish, uh, and what's their strategy for doing that? Customers, suppliers, uh, right. uh, different technologies, but then also um, come up with five incremental things that uh, may move the market, technological innovations. Uh, disruptors in the space, things that they think might have an impact on our business mm -hmm. going forward and add those in. Don't just right. think about the business today. Think about where the business is going and how, and, and how to get smarter and bring that knowledge back to the company. So we have that opportunity, you know, to plan and engage. Yeah, that's really smart. How do you manage that process before and after, I think that's something that very few people get a chance to glimpse into for a big company that's doing it maybe in a very structured way. Could you talk for a couple of minutes about that management process? <laughs> well, we have um, uh, the person responsible for our marketing and communication. Her name is Susan Mays, and she's very disciplined about uh, making people think forward um, yeah. and about the challenges of attending an event like this. And then also helping them um, set up those meetings, structure those meetings, and making sure we're also representing Res in a way uh, that's market forward. Uh, it's bringing that information easily and making it accessible for people that want to learn about Res. I would imagine, and it'd be fun to bring Susan on at some point, uh, that there's a, a checklist and there's messaging uh, documents that go out to the team and things like that. I've been uh, involved in in my time <laughs> at Trina and Connergy, very similar um, structures. And, you know, some listening are independent entrepreneurs or work for small companies. Um, hopefully you can learn something from this as well. Like the more structured you are going in, as John says, disciplined with your time, the less overwhelming it can seem, but you can get drugged down the black hole and just get sucked into 
meetings all day long. John, how do you avoid that? Uh, I, to be honest, it's just being okay with saying no and to focus on mm. the things that are your priorities. Um, I, it's overwhelming the number of invitations you're going to get to uh, attend different things and functions and meet different folks um, at the event. And, and it really is stay focused on the priorities for um, your company. Stay focused on your priorities. Uh, but, you know, it's not just about doing your day job. It's also about learning and taking advantage of the opportunity to uh, understand where our space is what the possibility is and where it's going and make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're internalizing that uh, as part of the experience of being at RE+. Yeah, I know some companies will will set up uh, sort of uh, team-focused groups. You guys are going after batteries. You guys are going after this. Is that how a major developer like Res perhaps divides and conquers in a world where there's 1,400 vendors and three show floors? <laughs> uh, uh, good question. Um, I, again, it's, it's about planning, right? And it's yeah. about making sure we're touching base with the people that are going to move the needle for our company. Mm-hmm. And, but then also expanding that just slightly, but not in a way that, uh, you know, you disappear uh, because mm-hmm. you're just uh, you're, you're overwhelmed by the information that's coming at you and, um, and and you're not able to take anything away from that experience. When you think about the developers um, walking the show floor, specifically that are looking at infrastructure, uh, you know, looking forward, not six to nine months, but six to nine years, um, it's a different game at the utility scale. And um, one of the reasons why I value having your perspective on sort of the, the viewpoint of how you experience the trade show compared with, uh, with perhaps others. What do you think most of the developers are looking to get answers to this year as they navigate the show? Uh, uh, I think we have uh, supply chain. We continue to have supply chain challenges, right? It's uh, how do we smooth out uh, development uh, through the interconnect process. How do we smooth out development from a sourcing major uh, equipment for projects? Uh, how do we get past the uh, current um, uh, delivery, the lengthy delivery for quite a few critical components? And how do you manage that? Are there more people you need to include in your uh, your um, your supplier base is there a different way about you know you, people are thinking about solving some of the challenges technically to uh, the interconnect or uh, to think differently about um, uh, how to locate projects but I, th- I think the combination of all those things uh, are are short term challenges folks are are looking to you know become smarter around. I think one of the most critical things for our space is um, to achieve uh, any part of our decarbonization goal in the energy sector. All of our companies have to do three times what we were doing yesterday, tomorrow. And what that means is it's 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 figuring out how to attract uh, a diverser employee base into our space. And, and at the event, there are specific sessions set up to help people think about um, uh, layering in diversity and inclusion into their businesses if they're not already doing that. 
And, you know, clearly the uh, the benefit of that is better performance, better outcomes, more creative ways of thinking about solving problems. And, and I'm one of those people that's going to be very focused on that at this event and participating in those special sessions because that's so valuable um, to Res and, and the future of Res. Well, John, it's really inspiring to hear from someone uh, running an organization that has such a great impact on our industry, truly thinking about how to integrate diversity and attract talent, not just uh, up and through the organization, but from outside of the organization. Um, uh, I hope that's inspiring for others to really do carve out time to not just be solely focused on uh, on the things of today and let the things of tomorrow wait till tomorrow. Um, John, any parting advice as, uh, as we wrap up? Have fun, but don't get overwhelmed. Be disciplined and stay focused on what, what you need to accomplish. So, John, we'll see you on the show floor. Thanks for taking time to join us. Tor Solarfred Valenza is a name that many, many here listening will recognize and a voice as well that many of you would recognize as the progenitor of the increasingly popular, probably true solar stories. Tor is the CEO of Unthink Solar and a relatively new podcast host. He's a longtime friend and industry veteran. It's great to see you, my friend. Let's talk uh, RE+. Thanks, Nico. Great, great to see you and looking forward to seeing you in person at the show. Oh, it's, it doesn't happen often enough and it always is a joy to get to spend time together in person. Uh, that's what RE Plus for many is all about. Tor, you've been going for more than a decade. Does any particular RE Plus stand out as more memorable than the rest? Um, I would have to say it was the time that I became the Reverend Solar Fred um, at the 20, 2016 SPI <laughs> Um, two yeah. friends of ours, um, Pam and uh, Marvin Heyman, decided to get married at my tweet up, um, which is now known as the Social Brews and Views um, at RE Plus. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they changed it because Elon changed, you know, Twitter. And oh, yeah. So they wanted to include Thanks. LinkedIn, TikTok, and all that stuff. So we we they kind of rebranded it. Yep, a um, little longer. Complicated, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So Tor, you beat me to the punchline in that, uh, you know, one of the things that most people recognize about your contribution and participation at RE+, besides the Reverend Solar Fred, <laughs> is the the guy who has for years put together the tweet up or the meetup of folks from Twitter, now X. Um, last year, we uh, not only debuted the Power of Live podcast stage, but we brought the tweet up into the Power of Live podcast stage. And um Grateful that you guys are returning again this year, and we've got a slight twist. So why don't you present the uh, the the new name that you just you just discussed, um, and what folks should know about this year's uh, tweet up or social media meetup? Yeah, thanks. Um, so because Mr. Elon Musk has been playing with uh, the Twitter brand and things like that, because we weren't being inclusive of LinkedIn and TikTok and mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, so now the point of, I mean, now the, the new name of the tweet up is now the RE plus social views and brews. So you will be able to grab a beer just like always and meet the people that you interact with on LinkedIn and Twitter um, or now X. Um, and we're just going to avoid those, those names. And it's going to be a little more conclusive. The other fun thing that I'm doing this year um, is that RE Plus invited me to write 
a new episode of my new podcast, Probably True Solar Stories, um, for the show. And I mm. did that. And I decided to do it, it based on, again, the probably true solar story version of uh, Pam and Marvin's wedding that I officiated in 2016. So it's going to be cool a that. huge exaggeration, but it's going to be fun because when it's fiction, you can make shit up. Um, so I'm, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so, well, hey, you've been in marketing and solar for the last decade plus. You're used to it. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's a different, you know, when, when it's a news story, it's supposed to be true, not just probably true. But um, in any case, wow. it's going to be a, a fun time. And uh, and again, you, you'll still be gathering to meet your fellow um, tweeps and uh, people who are on LinkedIn in one place and I love it. interact face to face. Well, surely I'm jesting. You are one of not only the best copywriters in the industry, but one of the folks that I truly admire who has uh, brought guerrilla marketing to the industry. And, uh, and guerrilla marketing is what we do uh, <laughs> in grassroots uh, marketing to get as much it's amplitude with as little input, as much velocity as possible to news. And you're one of the few who has uh, excelled at doing that in this industry. It's one of the reasons why people follow you on Twitter, <clears throat> now X. It's one of the reasons why people are uh, raving fans of your prose in the probably true solar stories. I'm looking forward to getting a chance to intro you yes. from the stage. Uh, for those, <clears throat> for those who are still unfamiliar, the power up, the power up live podcast stage is booth two, one zero two zero on level one of the Sands Expo hall. And, uh, Tor, what time shall they, should they meet up there? Um, you should RSVP first, cause there are only a limited number of tickets. So 120 can show up. Ah, tickets. Tickets, yeah. We always have um, kind of RSVPs. And, um, they only, and where should we go for these tickets? Yes. You should go to uh, look at my LinkedIn or my uh, Twitter profile, and there's a direct link to those things. It is um, RE plus spelled out um, dot uh, eventbrite dot com. But anyway, it's okay. the easiest thing to do is just go to my. Fantastic. Well, Solar Fred on X and and Fred's going to pin it to his profile Yeah, on X. It'll be up there. Okay, fantastic. We will link to it in the show notes as well. For, apart from organizing fun activities and uh, being a thought leader, uh, tweeting or Xing or whatever we call it now from the show, yeah. floor, how, do you, how do you ensure that you are squeezing the most out of the show while not jeopardizing your health? So I think, you know, I, I want to go through some common mistakes I think people make, especially in the social network area of things. And one of the things is not using the right hashtag. We all have to be on the same page. So if you're trying to get out um, messages to people who are going to RE+, use the right hashtag. It is uh, hashtag RE+, spelled out, P-L-U-S 23. Mm -hmm. um, on, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Nice. I see people still using SPI. I see people using RE plus. Right. By, yep. And, and RE plus by itself. And I also people see people using just RE and then doing the plus symbol and that does not compute mm -hmm. for a hashtag. So you, it does you, not compute. Yep. That, that won't be part of the, the hashtag. So use again, all spelled out RE plus 23. If you want to include the other ones in there, um, just in case, 
do that too, but that gives you less. Yeah. Hashtag thing. probably true solar stories you should throw in there. <laughs> hashtag unthink solar you should throw in there. No, I, I, I just mean the other RE pluses, um, the other ways <laughs> that people are doing it. So that's one big thing. Um, the other thing that I would say is that if you're at the show, you're going to be one of, you know, 30,000 people, who knows? And, you know, you're going to be the eyes and ears um, and mm. the person who's leading insights to the people that couldn't make it to the show. So, mm. you know, when you're walking through the show, be visual, do video and, you know, again, use the right hashtags and then you're showing people what's going on and also be human. So if you meet up with someone, mm. definitely throw those um, selfies out there. Um, I think that's just, again, a great way to show that, you know, this is a community that's, that's gathering together and here are your insights about what you're seeing and, and um, experiencing there. In terms of networking hacks, hacks and tips, um, whenever I meet, you know, at a networking event, I'm like, my first question to people is, did you see anything interesting at the show today? Because that's something that's a common experience for everybody. And you can, again, learn a lot from the people, whoever you're in front of, um, about, you know, yeah. what they saw at the show today. The, um, the other, like, really important um, and yet small tip is to keep your badge facing the right way all the time. <laughs> Because there's nothing more annoying than people trying to interact with you. They've met you for the first time and they don't know your name. So you're helping them. And that way you also don't have to ask another person to turn around their badge or, or whatever. So do your, do your fellow conference people a favor and keep your badge showing the right way. It really gives context to everything. I personally, as a short individual tie my uh, lanyard up shorter, mm -hmm. which keeps it from swaying. And I also typically will bring my own lanyard that clips on both corners. That's a good one. So that it just, so that it won't flip over. It's a huge pet peeve of mine as well, uh, uh, Tor. So um, that's, those are fantastic and altogether unique contributions to this year's Know Before You Go episode, Tor. I, I, I know I can always count on you for that. So I know that that's not uh, that's not the the end of the depth of knowledge that you bring to networking. Talk talk to me a bit more about how you um, you know anything you use for name recognition or business cards. How do you keep track of all the people you meet? So this might be a little too late for you for RE Plus, but I have added a QR code to my business card. A, a, a business mm -hmm. card is no longer just a piece of paper with your name on it. It can be interactive. And so what I've done is link that to my Probably True Story Stories podcast episode so people can actually yeah. listen to it right away. But you can put your Calendly invite in there. And so if someone has, you really want to meet with someone and they said, yeah, I'd love to set up a meeting, they can just click on that uh, QR code yeah. and set up a meeting after the show um, as they're going yeah. through their business cards. I'll, I'll tag on there. So if anybody's watching on YouTube here, nice. you can see my business card. Yeah. And as soon as it focuses on away from my eyes, there we go. That is my, not only my podcast cover art, but it is itself a QR code that goes to Linktree. Similarly, it takes people on the journey of like, do this, then this, then this. That's a great tip tour. And certainly the business card hack of like QR codes give extra dimensionality to business yeah. cards and we're two weeks out and I've definitely rush ordered two of the last four years, my business cards to the venue. So it's still not too late. 
That's that's about it, except maybe the one last thing I would say is um, you're going to definitely be going through the show, but pick a neutral spot that you're yeah. always going to be doing your work at. And that way your your colleagues and anybody else who's trying to track you down is always going to know you're going to be in this networking area or whatever doing, doing some work. May I humbly suggest Booth 21020, the Power Up Live <laughs> podcast stage, where supposedly we have the fastest internet and the most intelligent conversations. I'll Tor take you up on that. will be speaking. <laughs> Tor will be speaking as well. And I know that he did post up last year at Power Up Live. So if you'd like to meet Tor, you have various opportunities throughout the show because he will be at the Power Up Live stage, but he will for sure be there on what day for the for the social Thank gathering? Uh, it is Wednesday. It starts at 4.30. The performance starts around 4.15. So at the Power Up Live um, Fantastic. event. Fantastic. Well, Tor, I'm looking forward to seeing you there, my friend. And I'm always, always grateful to have you join us here on Suncast and share from your wisdom. Thanks for having me. See you in Vegas. I will see you there. Namaste. Wow. Wow. That is one of the best No Before You Go episodes I think we've ever put together. Honestly, I learned a ton. I mean, how about those life and professional trade show networking floor walking hacks from Daniel Deuce and Lisa Ann Pinkerton. And I have never had a major developer like Res Americas join the show to give their perspective. Thank you, John Rohde. Such a great perspective indeed. I'm very much personally looking forward to hearing Tor's latest episode of the Probably True Solar Stories series live at the podcast stage which is, by the way, booth 21020. I cannot tire of telling you. Come check out the Power Up Live stage. And as always, thank you to our friends uh, over at RE Plus for helping make this episode and the Power Up Live stage happen. We can't pull it off all by ourselves. There are some amazing sponsors, by the way. It is presented this year by KeyBank and supported by SMA and Fluence along with a slew of other fantastic sponsors and industry leaders who will be speaking from the stage. I hope that you'll come by and visit. There's so much to learn. You can get all the deets on today's guests as well as the companies they work for and so much more about what you need to know before you go to RE Plus by going over to the show notes page at mysuncast.com. Remember, you are what you listen to. So thanks again for showing up, Solo Warrior. It's half the battle.